our biggest thing is if I don't make a million dollars a day, I'd be feeling like it's a bad day. And I had to remind <laughs> myself every single day, bro. That, I'd be that, having a lot of bad days. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I had to remind myself that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. So many times, like, if your mind is like, man, I should be doing this and this and this and this and this, you got to realize that things are going to come in time. But so many times we want it all right now. So personally, I tell myself every single day, it's okay. Today was a good day. You're on track. You're on your path. You're doing what you got to do and kind of going on from there. But it's it's tough, though, when you sit back because you know what you want to do and you want it right now, but you realize you got to let it roll sometimes. Everybody, welcome to the Five Hustle Podcast, where we're talking about being an entrepreneur and multiple ways to make money for your family. I'm your host, Bruce Gordon. I got my man, Donnie Pierre, in the studio with me today. We are going <laughs> to make some things happen, do our thing. Um, today, we are going to talk about patience, how men, we should exercise patience and how we can use patience in our lives to do the things we need to do. Because so many times we sit back and we want everything right now, you got to realize you got to take your time. Take your time, let things flow how they flow, and how patience can work and how you can gain patience as well. How you doing, man? I'm good, man. Thank you for having me of back. Of course, of course. You know, I think, you know, we've been busy for a little bit and traveling yeah. and everything else, but we are back. Make yes, it happen. Sir. Yes, and kind of go on, going on from there a little bit. So how you been the past couple of days? What's going on with you? Uh, well, my kids just started school. Um, you know, well, they started like about two or three weeks ago in Parker. Yeah. And uh, it's it's crazy. I want to talk about patience because I've been nothing. <laughs> it's just you know, kids starting school has been crazy. No school, and there's some going on with the buses, and I've yep. been having to take them to school and all that. Uh, you know, sometimes in the morning it's like Andre, come on, let's go, Jamal. I'm running late. Like you know, finding that patient mindset. You know, and I guess it's all about schedule as well. So, yeah, let's get into it because <laughs> this might be a reason why God want me to talk about maybe this. Maybe so, so. Maybe so, bro. You know what I mean? Yeah. But think about this. So, first off, think about patience as a man. So many times for me, I realize, like, my biggest thing is if I don't make a million dollars a day, I'd be feeling like it's a bad day. And I had to remind <laughs> myself every single day, bro. That, I'd be that, having a lot of bad days. Yeah. <laughs> I had to remind myself that I am doing what I'm supposed to be doing. Mm-hmm. So many times, like, if your mind is like, man, I should be doing this and this and this and this and this, you got to realize that things are going to come in time. But so many times we want it all right now. So personally, I tell myself every single day, it's okay. Today was a good day. Mm-hmm. You're on track. You're on your path. You're doing what you got to do and kind of going on from there. But it's it's tough, though, when you sit back because you know what you want to do and you want it right now, but you realize you got to let it roll sometimes. Yeah, you know, <clears throat> in our society nowadays, like you mentioned, people want things right away, right? Mm-hmm. You know, and uh, there's this microwave mentality, right? Yeah. You know, it's like we want it happen. And um, some of the best things in life take time, mm-hmm. and we we need to learn how to wait. Um especially as a believer having to wait on God to act, (laughs) you know, like that's, 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 that's one of the thing about, it's one of the best things about faith. Mm -hmm. It's waiting on God. That's what hope is all about waiting on God and us living in America where, um, you know, for example, just the other day 
day I ordered something in, um, on Amazon, right? And, you know, you're supposed to have two days shipping. Yeah. It's yeah. been five days, bro. Oh. Like, I mean, it, it, it feels like it's been a long time, but yeah. it, it's only five days. You know, yeah. it's going to get there. But, you know, I have, I, um, it's something that I bought for my six-year-old. It's like, yeah. Dad, where is it? Dad, where is it? It's like, you know, we want things to happen right, right away. Right. And, and just that mentality. Mm-hmm. So patience is um, is a virtue, you know, yeah. and it's something that you can only acquire while doing That's it. That's right. You know, That's if you're right. asking God, if you're trying to learn how to be patient, then you're going to find yourself in position in situations where you have to be patient. Mm-hmm. And that, you know. Yeah. Yeah. I was always laughing as a kid. My, my dad used to always say, um, all right, be careful what you ask for. Because when you ask for patience, the only way you can get patience yeah. is by having to endure trials that make you be patient. You know yeah, what I'm saying? So yeah. he's always said it. But so many times I think people really don't get that part. They just want it right now. Oh, you know what we can do? What we can do? No, it takes some time. You got to learn how to be calm. Mm-hmm. And sit in it, and I have been like the past for me. The past two years have been the ultimate test of patience yeah. of just riding and sitting back. And even though I, everything I know I want to do, yeah. having to take my time and just wait on it, man, it's really been tough. But I tell you what, seeing everything start coming together, it's like yeah, it all works out. Yeah, yeah. yeah. You know, patience. Sometimes it's about knowing that you're not always in control. You know, as a man, we like being in control. Well, at least for me, I know. You yeah. know, I like being in control. You know, and when you have to be patient, when it involves you waiting on somebody or something that you can't make happen, that can be a problem for yeah. you. You know, and that's why, you know, we need to learn how to understand we're not always in control of everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, sheesh, we're not in control of anything, really. Yeah. You know, yeah. God's supposed to be. But, you know, to let go of that and wait you know, for, for for people to do their part, for for things to happen the way they're supposed to, you know, and we just like being in control. That's right. You know what I'm saying? Right. And, and we don't we don't like to let go of that. Oh yeah. I, mean, yeah. I think as a man we we always want to feel like we have everything under our own control and we're making all the things move and kinda of going on for now. Something I realize mm-hmm. that you gotta let it flow. So many times we really don't control things and I, every time I get in my mind like I can do this, I can do this, I wanna do this, just pause. Pause, chill out, realize, you know what? My mother always says she every single day, Georgia Ann, she is like, God is your way maker. Mm-hmm. Sit back and just sit in him and he will make it all come together. And it man, that woman there, I tell people like, Yeah, I, I am super blessed to have the mother I have and the father I had as well. My daddy my parents, mm, other than the greatest things in my life was having my daughter and being born to those parents. Yeah. You sit back and have someone who can kind of give you what you need and give you the inspiration and also the guidance to sit back and kind of flow through things and understand what's going on. I think having great parents and people who are in the word mm-hmm. and can guide you. It's so funny. Like my parents would, would guide me with the word, but without it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So I knew everything they were telling me was from the word and going from there, but they never had to hit me with books and scripture and verse going from there. It was just like, maybe you should think about doing this and kind of go from there. And then I just knew that it drove everything they did. Mm-hmm. And for me sitting back and he talking about patience and understanding some things, realizing like looking at their life, mm-hmm. they sat back, they didn't have everything they wanted, but they just kept chugging along, doing what they need to be doing, staying prayerful about it. And you look up, they got where they wanted to be, had the house they wanted, paid it all off, cars they wanted, Kids was in college doing their thing, had the life they wanted. And it really, you realize, like, you know what? My father was always like, hey, it's going to come. 
It's going to come. It may not come tomorrow, but it's going to come eventually yeah. if the Lord wants me to have it. And mm-hmm. I kind of look at that and realize, like, me as myself, as a man, I have to realize and, and smell the roses all the time because I'm, you know, we sit back and realize, man, I should be doing X, Y, and Z, and I had the potential to be way up here. It's going to come. But right now, everything is great. I'm doing what I'm supposed to be doing. My daughter's good. My family's good. You know what? Just take my time and kind of roll from there and realize that so much, uh, and this is the crazy part, too, you think about this, too, is that we put the pressure on ourselves. Yeah. Because in real life, most of the time the pressure really isn't there. Because everything else is going the way it should be going. You got your job, you got your house, you got your cars, everything's going fine. Mm-hmm. But in the back of your mind, you should be here or doing X, Y, and Z. So you put that pressure on yourself, and therefore it rushes your patience. When then you're doing okay. Yeah. If you realize that pressure really isn't real, things change for you. Yeah, you know, um, there are some people who do really well under pressure, mm-hmm. and there are some who don't. You know, um, but to me, as I mentioned earlier about the whole control thing, right? That's mm-hmm. that's that's very important when you're learning how to be a patient person, understanding mm-hmm. not everything is up to you. Mm-hmm. You gotta have a team around you, and they have to do their part, and you need to let go and let them do it. Even with your own kids, right? Yep. You know, like no matter how hard you want to try to protect them, you may feel the pressure to do this and that, making sure they are on time and doing their homework and wearing the right clothes and all of that. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, you got to let go, mm-hmm. you know, give them room to be independent. So control. And the second thing I was going to say, when it comes to be patient, it's it's about like knowing we're not being lazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. you know, we, we, we want to be busy all the time. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, it's like yeah. if I have to wait. Sheesh, what am I doing? You know, like I, I got to be active. You know, mm-hmm. I got to. Like, there's nothing wrong with not being busy all the time. That's right. You know, I was talking about that at church recently, you know, because the way our calendar looks, it's, it's like if we have to wait on people, like mm-hmm. sometimes waiting, it, it means like literally waiting, doing nothing. Yeah. Right? Like every now and then we need one of those days where we mm-hmm. got nothing going on. You know, yeah. whether you want to meditate, chill, read a book, you know, and for us, it's like we got to be active. We got to be going. Mm-hmm. Let me give you an example. Uh, I remember I was reading this article, and do you know at airports, right? Why do you think you have to walk 15, 20 minutes mm-hmm. to go get your luggage? Yes, yes. The luggages, yeah, yeah the mask. You, yeah. you used to get yeah. them right there by the gate, right? Yeah. But people complain yeah. yes, right. to the so it, much yeah. Yeah. that they had to wait, what, five, eight minutes yeah. to get their luggage, and they yeah. feel like, I'm just standing here wasting my time. I have to wait. I have to be patient for these people doing their job to get my luggage to me. So now some brilliant person came up with the idea, listen, it's about time. Let's make them walk. Now, it takes even longer to get your luggage, mm-hmm. to walk like some airports are. Yeah. Have you ever been to Dallas Airport? Oh, yeah. That oh, thing yeah. is massive, yeah. bro. You yeah. have to walk 15 minutes, God forbid you get lost, yeah. right, yeah. to go and stand and get your luggage. Like, they complain less. You know yeah. why? Because they feel like they are doing, doing something. something. That's right. They They're walking active, going from there. Yeah. You know, and now they, they are a little more patient. Mm-hmm. So pay, being patient sometimes, it's, yeah. it's about like, hey, it's not about being lazy. It's about, you know, let, let me let me just chill and wait, mm-hmm. you know? So control, learn how to wait, you know, just chill yeah. for a minute. And and sometimes we struggle with that. We 
because oh, yeah. it's not up to us. Mm-hmm. Right? Maybe, hey, why don't you get down the sands, go get your luggage <laughs> from underneath the plane by yourself and figure out how to get it up, you know. So, um, but yeah, when I read that article, I'm like, wow, you know, mm-hmm. that's, you know, it's, it's all here, bro. Yeah, it's all here. Yeah. you know, time. It's wasting. all, it's all, it's all in our heads, man. We sit back and. Uh, Get anything how we want it, man. I think before I, when I first read about that article as well, it was like, because they can get it quicker because if you're mm-hmm. right there where the, air, where the airplane is, yeah. it's got way on to come up. But people, like you're saying, they start tripping and like, hey, and so they made them walk. Yeah. And the whole thought process of making them walk really like slowed them down. Mm-hmm. So you get to like, okay, now now, like a DIA, you're still waiting. You're still waiting. Bro, but same time, too. Train, bro. Yeah, but you realize the same time, too, is that reason you're waiting is because now the luggage has to take a trip too yeah compared to you just getting right there at the airplane but i think like so many times man people sit back and they just get in, the, in their own little zone and really want i think it might be an american thing too where everybody here we want what we want when we want it yeah, and i think true. the issue of the media and social media and everything else really has accelerated that because so many times now you'll sit back and say, okay, well, I'm I'm 45. I should be doing X, Y, and Z. I should have had this already. I should have two Bentleys and an airplane and this and that. And Grant Cardone, Grant oh, Cardone is man. a billionaire. Why am I a billionaire? And this and that. It's, yeah. it's so much stuff. And you realize, you know what, man, let's let me stay in my own lane and do what I got to do on myself. And kind of roll from there and realize, like I said before, is you're doing your thing and kind of going from there. Now, let's say if I was a, a 20-year-old fellow. And I come to my cousin Jerry. He's about to turn 21 here in two weeks. Love you, Jerry. See you soon. Um, let's say I was a 21 year old fan. I come to you uh, looking for advice. You're finna counsel me. And I'm really impatient. What advice would you give me as a young man trying to increase your patience? Well, I guess it all depends on which area in your life, you know, you're trying to cultivate patience, you know. And um, for me, the first thing I would do is like thinking about. Me as a 21-year-old, I was like, <laughs> oh, my goodness, I was a knucklehead. Um, you know, but I, I think, you know, I would encourage your, do you say your niece, your cousin? Cousin. You your cousin. Um, play the long game. Mm-hmm. You know, play the long game. Like, the best things in life happen over time. Mm-hmm. Play the long game and understand that, you know, some of the best thing you can enjoy in life, you have to wait them to make it happen like okay so go back to which area of your life is it your love life you know like you're trying to get married or you want the right person is it professional Mm -hmm. is it spiritual is it emotional there are things you can do you know set things in motion and wait for it to happen you know it's like it's like uh planting a tree you know like you cannot just plant the seed and then boom you're just sitting out there waiting for that fruit to come out you Mm -hmm. know like it's going to take time, you know. You need to water it. You need to <laughs> give it some time, you know, for for the sun to, you know, to to do its thing before you can uh, uh, enjoy the fruit of that tree, you know. So, as a young person, making sure that you are planting the right seed in the right soil, you know, so that you can enjoy the fruit of your hard work later yeah. on in life, you know, whether it's. Financially speaking, hey, learn how to invest your money right away. Mm-hmm. You know, you're not going to see the result like in a year or mm-hmm. two, but you know uh, over the long run you'll see that, you know, yeah. when it comes to relationship. You know, like I know nowadays people are, you know, just date however many people you want, whatever. Uh, I remember my wife read this book 
And she shared this thing with me. She said that, uh, I'm trying to remember, uh, it was a pastor, Pastor Todd, that's his name, out of a church in Oklahoma. Mm -hmm. He said, dating, it's basically teaching people how to uh, get divorced when they get married. Mm -hmm. I'm like, what does that mean? You know, his whole idea is that you're looking at all the options you have, right? You know, and all the things you want to get into, this doesn't work, therefore I jump into that one. This doesn't mm -hmm. work, therefore I, I jump into another relationship with this person and that person. You know, so I get it. We need to date, but, you know, like know who you are first. Set yeah, your right. boundaries and, mm -hmm. and, 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 and have standards, you know. So uh, when you have the right person in your life, you understand that, hey, you know, there are going to be things that you don't like, but find ways to work it out. But eventually relationship. Uh, relationships can end, you know, mm -hmm. but play the long game, That's invest right. in the relationship, invest in your career, invest in your professional mm -hmm. life and understand that you will enjoy the fruits later That's on right. in life. It's not going to happen right away. That's right. You think, we think about that, like you sit back and realize, man, if you, you take your time, think about the long term where you want to end up at mm -hmm. and say, okay, so I'll tell you all the time, if you think about this, okay, where do I want to be in 10 years, five years, where we're going on from there? And you make sure that everything you're doing is helping you get to that path. Don't sit back and take a detour that doesn't align you with where you're trying to go. Mm -hmm. If you sit back and say, oh, well, I want to do this, but I'm going to do this for a little bit. No. Figure out something that helps you but still keeps you going along that same path. You're like, yeah. you want to get a job? Okay, get you a job. Something that you later on can add to your resume or whatever it is that helps you get to your main term goal from there. So many times people will sit back and because – they're impatient. They want to be, I always feel like they got to be doing something while well, I'm being lazy, this and that. No, just like you said, take your time, chill out. Mm -hmm. You don't always have to be doing something. That's something I train myself to do. Because I will tell you for years, I was always on the ground. I mean, the five hustle podcast talking about, that's what it is. It's just being on a hustle. But I also learned how to get locked in on one or two things and just focus on those. And yeah. kind of go from there. I, I sit back now. Yeah, I do uh, consult people on their various business ideas and kind of going on from there. But I realize myself, as a me personally, even though I get these ideas of like, I'll give you a perfect example. Perfect example. Over the weekend, you know the new thing. You know, I'm going to buy electric cars. Like, I'm big on electric stuff. You know, <laughs> you now now I have my truck. I'm yet I to love see my it, bro. It's coming. And when I'm going to drive, yeah. uh, drive yeah. my car until the government tells me I can only drive electric cars. Nah. I, I'm like, they won't be able to do it. I, I want to yeah. hear combustion going. That's right. Well, I'm going to always, <laughs> hey, for everybody for everybody looking around, all right, I will always have a GMC truck. Always. Have you, have Guaranteed. You test, have you test driven a, a, a Raptor, bro? It's a Ford, bro. Right, it's an ugly, and that, it's ugly. No, no. It, 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 all right. The new, but the new, I have seen the new what? ones. They, I'm going to give you a pass. They are not desirable for, for, for Priest Jabari Gordon. Ah, man. He got his From North Texas. I am, no, that Ford Raptor is an unattractive vehicle for me. Bro, it's not it can, it, it can, if you line up that with the GMC Sierra Denali, the HD version, if I'm driving a Ford, I want the two. Give, give me the 250. The 250's gorgeous. The 250's gorgeous. That Raptor is for some old, some old wannabe country boy stuff. Nah, bro. No, no. If you're gonna drive you a truck, if you're gonna drive you a truck. 
If you got if you gotta get a fifteen hundred, you gotta get you a Chevy or a GMC. Twenty five hundreds, yeah. Twenty five hundreds, Ford is in the in there. Everybody now wheels, I will say now the new Dodges is nasty. The new Dodge is nasty. But give me me personally, when I get rid of the, the Sierra Denali I have now, it will be for a bigger Sierra Denali. The HD version. That's what's gonna that's what's gonna All happen. All right, man. All Guarantee right. you. But but I was saying my point was with You've the electric vehicles. GMC your, I'm just saying your entire life. So I'm you, just saying. You're, you're no, right I had that. my granddaddy had a Ford, it. I rode that. Right. It was like, it was if okay. If you were to ask me what's the best sedan to buy out there, I would say an Audi. Yeah, I would I would agree. Right. But let, let's yeah. get back to the but, conversation. But my point was this. I'm going right. to have to school uh, you on that one yeah. day. Yeah, I'm going to tell you. All right. <laughs> so my point was about the electric stuff. Yeah. The I, I, business ideas come in my head all the time, right? Mm-hmm. The other day I was watching some. I think it was on Instagram. This guy was talking about um, basically he had a Ford Ranger truck. He put a um, – he put he put a uh, he put a generator. I know, I, I know. I'm saying he put a generator in the back of that thing, and what he does is he goes around town and gives charges to people driving electric cars who ran out of ran out of charge. Good thing about it is you driving your electric car and you ran your your battery charged out, so you're yeah. in the middle of the intersection. That's what his business is. So he he pulls up, has the lights on, kind of like a tow truck. People pulls up, turns that generator on. And charges your battery for you. He has the whole Tesla adapter kind of going on from there. Mm. And in my mind, my mind went big business real fast. Yeah. Because that's brand new and everything's going electric and nobody's doing it. I was like, oh my God, I have charging a station. I would have a fleet of trucks. You would rank your website. So anybody listening to this, this is a business you can do. You can go to I'll give you the whole blueprint. You can go to Bank of America. They will give you a business loan for four vehicles, up to hundred K each. Right, you can get you four trucks, yeah. and get you four generators in the back of each truck, and then get you a gas, get you a, a gas car through all the. You can go, uh, oh man, all the different companies giving our business gas cards right now. That's easy button. So now you got your fuel, you got your trucks, get the adapter for a Tesla. You're going to rank number one on Google easily because there's no other websites competing with you. Mm. So you're going to rank number one on Google. Get you a simple app made. AI can make you that, but you can get on Fiverr, get you app made. So now people search, oh, my God, emergency mobile charging. You're going to pop up first. App pops up. They can book you right then and there, and you're going to make bank. And you charge the same. That's a free free business that I'm not going to do because I I, too much stuff going on. But it can work. I mean, the guy's doing it now. He's just a small mom and pop type stuff. But you're coming in for real. It's big cities, Denver, Dallas, Houston, Houston. Miami, anywhere where they drive electric stuff, California, that's probably gonna go real hard. Yeah. Because everybody in Cali is running electric stuff anyway. Yeah. You do you get you a fleet where you all around the city is waiting. The only thing you gotta do is go get some more gas for the generator. You're in there. But my mind comes up with that kind of idea that fast. And it's like, ooh, and I realize, you know what? You can't do it. You gotta just chill out and be calm, stay in your own lane and be patient with what you're currently doing. Because in the end, if you keep trying to make these moves, you get off mm-hmm. track. And I think so many times we want to sit back and you watching everybody. You, oh man, I'm studying Grant Cardone and stuff, and he's a billionaire, and this and this, this guy's a billionaire, and this guy's a billionaire, all yeah. from things that you know you can do yourself. What you have to realize is that everything comes in time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think so many times we sit back and we get ourselves all worked up because now with the, I think the age of, and I think social media did it for relationships, for business, for everything else. Because back in the days, you didn't see what was going on out there. 
You just had to focus on what you could do and what was ever in your sphere of influence. So now if you knew somebody in your hometown who was doing real estate buying properties, okay, well, that's something I would like to do. You may read, I, it was a magazine called Entrepreneur Magazine back in the days. And I used to have that subscription. It's before social media, so you read through that, oh, my God. Oh, this was so-and-so's doing up in New York. They did this, this, and this. And they gave you the ideas you could have. Now you just get on social media and everybody's doing their thing. You're like, okay. But business-wise, relationship-wise, family-wise, you only thing you could do was what you knew. Nowadays, like you said before, you're dating some girl and you don't like her. Well, you found out it's a million of them that look just like or even prettier. This city, this city, this city. So people don't stick it out with each other. Because they realize, well, it's somebody better out there. The person you're looking at online, he might be the the half of a percent type of guy. And every girl in the world is looking for that guy. You see what I'm saying? Every girl want, wants a guy who has all his qualifications. You're not going to get him. I'm sorry. You are lovely. You're nice. <laughs> but to pull that kind of fella, you don't have the qualifications to do that. And same thing with these guys out here. They want to pull this, this super hot, crazy chick. Okay, well. She's being, she's entertaining guys who are billionaires or this kind of going on from there. She has herself together. You're going to have to kind of offer her some things that these people, these suitors are offering her. You may not have that lined up, but guess what? You go to church with a lovely sister who would be the most perfect wife for you, but you just overlook her. You know what I'm saying? Because you want you want the baddie, as everybody says. I realize, like, that ain't, no, that ain't what you want, let partner. Me, let me ask you this. Yep. You remember a story in the book of Genesis that brother got an agreement with this father named Laban, right, for his daughter. He was like, all right, let's see how patient you can be. That's right. <laughs> I was like, you're going to work for me for seven years. Was it seven? Yeah. Yep. And then the brother worked for seven years. I mean, I don't know how. Well, the father was kind of, you know, he knew what he was doing Bro, because he the did oldest so daughter was supposed to get married first and, you know, presented her, you know, to uh, uh, um, this brother, they got married, and he didn't even know it was the woman. He had the agreement, you know. So you know the story. Yeah. My point is this: he ended up waiting and working for another seven years. Mm-hmm. Do you think dudes out there would be nope. doing that nowadays? Nah, waiting nah. for like what fourteen plus years? Nah, nah. You know, and and, and that's that's the thing, right? You know, patience is so it's 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 a virtue. Right, and I and we are conditioned in our society nowadays, um, like you said, you know, I want what I want and I want it right now, you know. When some of the best thing in life, you know, you you gotta learn how to wait for them. That's right. His brother was willing to wait and work. Yeah, wait yeah. and work for mad long to get the woman that he wanted in the first place. Mm-hmm. You know, so. Um, every time I think about that text, every time I think about that story, you know, and mm-hmm. I think about, you know, relationships nowadays, you know, how how it works and how, you know, how long people are willing to wait uh, to do the right thing, to, to be with the right person for them. Mm-hmm. And um, so that you can actually have something that's going to last, mm-hmm. you know, something that you really uh, enjoy, mm-hmm. even if you don't have to enjoy it fully now. Yep. you know you can enjoy the fruit mm-hmm. of your labor later on in life. You know? yep. So, <clears throat> but yeah, man, patience is, I, I'm, I believe God give me kids to <laughs> teach me what patience really means. I thought I was a patient man before I had kids. Yeah. But I'm telling you, bro, 
you know, like, I mean, no disrespect to people who don't have kids and all, but if you don't have kids, there's a level of patience you just don't know yet. Yeah, you don't, yeah, you don't You know, like, it. them kids will get on your last black nerves. That's right, you know that's right. That's and right. you'll find yourself just, you know, because of your love for them, mm-hmm. you know, you gotta, you gotta be patient with them. You yeah. know, I, I think, I think that's why God gives people kids. Mm-hmm. One of them, one of them reasons why, too. Okay, I want you to understand what it's like for me as your father in uh, heaven yeah, to be patient yeah, with yeah. you. So I'm going to give you them little kids running around, getting into your stuff, yelling at you, yeah. giving you things to do and all of that. Yeah. And you're going to have to learn how to be patient with them. Yeah, I true. did not yeah. understand patient, <laughs> patience until I had kids. Man. Yeah, it's but. different. I tell you, man, sit back and kids is fuck with your patience. Stuff. Now, I'm, I'm blessed. I have the best little girl in the world. Uh, the best ever. I, your daughter's lovely. Listen, she's your, lovely. Your kids but, are supposed uh, to be my the daughter, best. My daughter is, is. She is. She is something else. But I tell you, I uh, I don't have to do too much with her. She's chill. She's good. She yeah. she's a good little girl. She just wants to be. She just wants to be good. So that's her thing going on from there. Now, like Jerry, Jerry's a good boy too. But when my cousin was little. He was quiet, but he got into stuff. Yeah, yeah. He has a scar on his head right now from from hitting the church pew. I told him, I told him to chill out. I was with Wednesday night Bible class. I said, "Hey Jay, chill out a little bit. You run around, you run up and down the church. And calm down. I'm leaving, driving to the house. My dad calls me, going to emergency room. I'm like, what's going on? Uh, Jerry here is held in the church pew, and he's bleeding all over the place. So we're we'll meet you at the hospital. Get to the hospital. My little cousin sitting there. Now he's a trooper. He's there getting it stitched up. But yeah, he was a uh, he was a something else when he was little. But he was a, he's a good kid though. You know what I mean? But I've learned that you know what I mean that that patience of raising children is. But at the same time too, it's because you realize if I do these things with them, it's going to implant in them and kind of go from there. You realize like you 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 stay calm. Now my dad used to always say he has more patience for children than adults. He says, children should not know some of these things. I don't know. They're learning. Adults, you're a grown man. You should understand this. You know what I mean? So daddy always had that viewpoint about things and realized, like, he had patience for, for kids but not for adults. And he realized, like, with children, you are trying to raise them up in the right way and you're letting them go through things, experience life kind of going on from there. And as an adult, you kind of just want them just to have it and be and be in it. But you realize, got to sit down and chill out. This is 20 years 25 years of raising this child to be what they need him to be ain't overnight. Yeah. I mean, the same time too, you sit back and for all the football dads out there wanting their boys to be in the league and kind of going on from there. Yeah. It takes time. It takes time and practices and everything else. And you see it like, I said, you go to little league games, you go to little league games, you see the dads who don't have the patience. You see it real quick because he's losing it. And the same time too, he's going off on the sun. He's going off on the coaches, the referees, everybody else. Chill out. Right now, Johnny's not that good, buddy. He's not that good. But let <laughs> him play parents, two, three years. need a reality Yeah, check. bro, I guarantee you, sixth grade, no, seventh grade, Kirby Junior High School, uh, Jabari Gordon was not that good at football. Not at all. You know what I mean? It took me to get in high school and realize some stuff and watching some sports and football on TV, like, okay, that's what you're supposed to do. Okay, figuring out some stuff. You know what I mean? Going on from there. But you realize, like, it takes time to get where you want to be at. You got to lift the weights. You got to run. You got to do everything else. Wait your time out. Like you have, you may have a senior in front of you, and you got to you got to wait your time and be patient. That's how it goes sometimes, man. But in the end, like it's gonna all come to fruition if you put the work in, do what you got to do. 
And I think so many times we sit back and, and like, like I said before, our current society doesn't really, it, it works against us when it comes to patients because we, we see everybody else getting the results they want. Now, you don't know that Diane's been over here learning how to preach for 15, 20 years. Now, yeah, you see him on stage, and you get up there, man, and you doing your thing, you flowing. Now, I understand it because I've been through the same path, so I get yeah. it. But people who sit back, I wish I could talk like that, it'll come. But you have to do, you got to take your speech classes, oration stuff. You got to understand your subject. You got to get up there enough in smaller groups to get used to talking to people, maybe lead some Bible classes, figure out, get in front of some people, and getting comfortable. That way, when you get on stage, you flowing. And instead of you not sitting back in perfect example when the whole congregation doesn't know who Bill Withers are, you know what I'm saying? Yo. Yesterday at church yesterday, and we sitting back yo, and me and you in there. You got me we, in trouble. We, we up there aggravated. <laughs> we we up there we up there trying to figure out how come they don't understand. Oh, that, that, oh man, that yeah yeah. Grew up we grew up the same oh, way. We man. got that. Oh, man. I told Anya, she's like, Daddy, what's the song about? This is about you know sunshine when it, when if if the woman ain't there. It's a, not a good time in the house. Nah, you know what I mean? And right. she was like, really? That yeah. And she, I saw singing to her. She's like, oh, that's nice. Yeah. But nah, she's it's, nine. It's one of the yeah. Songs yeah. But when you flowing as a minister and stuff don't go always on the path, you got to be able to keep on going. And you just jump right back in there and kept on going. He said, we're going to talk about this later, but we're going to keep <laughs> on flowing. People have to realize in order to be good at your craft, it takes time, patience, and learning and understanding. You know what I mean? Now, so many people don't have that. They want it right now. I want to be good. I want to be the greatest speaker of all time. Okay, how many how many speeches you done so far? Or uh, three? Oh yeah, you got some time to go. You talking about recording YouTubes and everything else? A guy I heard a guy say other day. He said, "I want you to sit back and record a hundred videos, and every video I want you to get better at something. Because yeah. guarantee you, video one and video one hundred are gonna be completely different." You know what I mean, but you think about your think about the first sermon you ever preached. Ah, bro. Yeah. <laughs> how, how many times did you even look in the crowd? Mm-hmm. Most of the time you're sitting back your first sermon you preach, you are you looking at the notes, or you kind of like, or you looking at your mama, you locked in on somebody because you're not confident enough to get back and flow, kind of go from there. I remember the first time I did a sermon where I was looking at my notes, look at Max's wife, look at my notes. Look at my ex. That's what. That's all I was doing. That's yeah. all I was doing the whole time was focusing on her. Cause she's like, you can do it, and kind of kind of rolled through that. And then I look at the clock. I was always taught, like as a minister, mm-hmm. you could look at the clock because that's it's going across the church, but it's always a clock at the back of the auditorium for a church, kind of going on from there. So it was a. Uh, I like them clocks in the back row. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> take it out. Yeah. But you know, it's uh, there's this instant gratification right mm-hmm. in our society um, that people are looking for. You know. And um, but good things take time, you know. You you have to invest in what you're trying to do, invest in yourself, you know, your profession, your career, your marriage, your relationship, uh, your business, you know, and and and, and wait, mm-hmm. you know, to see the fruit. And that's um, that's one thing. As a disciple of Christ, as a believer, you cannot help but be patient. That's right. You know, when it comes to uh, God acting in your life and the way he does things. Like, there are so many stories in the Bible. Like, imagine, like, let's start with Abraham. You know, mm-hmm. how God said, hey, I'm going I'm to give you a child, right? Mm-hmm. But you're going to have to wait for <laughs> it. Yeah, and his brother's yeah. like, all right, you know, five, ten years later, ain't nothing happening. I was yeah. like, God, what you doing up there? You know what yeah. I'm saying? God said, 
I said, I'm going to give you a child. And here comes his wife, Sarah. I was like, study laughing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. I'm old. Yeah. You know, I, I'm not going to have any children. And God said, is there anything impossible for me? So much so, here's the best part about this story. They got so impatient. Mm -hmm. She asked her I'm husband mad. to go sleep with her their hand, maid. Handmaiden, yeah. Right? So that they would have a child that's not hers, but she was willing to consider yeah. as being their children, their child. That wasn't God's promise. Nope. God said, all you got to do, sit there and wait. I'm going to do my thing, right? Mm. So sometimes when we are impatient, we make the wrong decision. That's right. Because yeah. it's not within your control. It's, it's right. not like this is in God's hand. This is in his hand. I got to wait on him. I got to wait right. on her. Right, so when we have to be patient, waiting on somebody to do something, mm -hmm. you know, waiting on God to do something, we find ourselves, ah, you know what, I'm tired of waiting, I'm gonna take action into my own hands, and we make mess the wrong the decision, we up. mess the whole thing up, mm -hmm. and we think we can live with the result, right? She yep. thought she could yep. wait a minute, man. Now, this woman who's your servant got a child, and you ain't got none. Now, you know what this sister said? Yeah. She said, Abraham, it's your fault. <laughs> <laughs> you, like, like you know, the, like, I have, a, I have a vivid imagination. I'm like, can you imagine oh, yeah. this man? Oh, yeah. I mean, we yeah. got we got to say this. Abraham did not put up a fight. No, oh, Abraham, no. Abraham no. did not say, no. are you sure? You know, no, like, no, he was good. He was like, okay. Like that, you know what he, okay, okay. I, I'm going to take one for the team. Yeah. Oh, you're like, okay. <laughs> yeah, the Bible's so funny, man. You know, so, but. The whole point about this story is that when we are impatient, especially waiting on God to do his thing, we can make the wrong decision. That's right. And that can literally take our life into a whole different direction. That's right. So that's why it's right. important to be patient. Yeah, man, you got to sit back and realize that you got to take your time and, and let things flow. Like my mother always says, God is way maker. Because in the end, mm -hmm. we really she said this is because if you just follow the path, you're going to get where you got to be at. As soon as you start doing some extra stuff, mm -hmm. and like you're saying, cooking extra stuff in there that's not really part of the path, then you're going to mess it up. Yeah. To realize, just take your time, chill out a little bit, and just let it ride. And make sure you're doing what you're supposed to be doing now. Do what mm -hmm. you're supposed to be doing. Yeah. But but in the end, just be patient, and it's going to come. You know what I mean? So I always think about that and realize, and I, th I think about in life when you rewind life, and like, okay, what has the Lord brought me through? What have I done so far? You're like, oh, I'm I'm doing pretty good. Mm -hmm. I mean, so many times you want to think back and think, oh, I'm a figure this that. No, no, you're not. Yeah. And when you really sit back and you smell the roses and you realize, man, I'm doing fantastic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Realize that because go and say it kind of keeps me calm on so much stuff. But I had to realize, man, every day I sit back and man, you make a million dollars, hey, this, this, and this. It's coming, and those days are come too. If I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing, yeah, but realizing that, you know what, man, I'm cooking, doing everything I'm supposed to be doing, man. Life is good. My family's good. You know what I'm saying? My mom and everybody is, is happy at home, and my daughter's happy. So I'm good on that. And realizing, like, as long as I keep doing what I'm supposed to be doing, it's going to come. But at the same time, too, realizing that so much of it has already come. And you got to step back and just chill out for a little bit and realize that, man, God is good to me, man. I'm blessed. And kind of keep rolling going on from there. And, they, and so many times, too, you got to kind of turn off some other stuff you've seen. It's like, perfect example, I don't really follow some of my other, like, buddies who do trading and stuff on social media. Mm -hmm. I don't do it. Because, again, I'm not trying to see what Mike's doing every day. Because Mike making 40, 50 K a day, and I ain't trying to see it. You know what I mean? And, and, and the reason why, there's wisdom in that. Because mm -hmm. a lot of times, we compare ourselves That's right. to people. That's right. 
there, the danger of comparing ourselves, it's, it's two things. Mm-hmm. When you compare yourself to somebody, you're doing better than that person, you can end up being, yep. you know, yep. yeah, you know mm-hmm. like, just having this, man, oh, I'm doing way better, which, mm-hmm. hey, stay humble. That's right. Stay humble. That's right. You know, or you're comparing yourself to somebody who's doing way better than you. Now, That's right. Like, you know, there's a reason why I think there's a verse in the Bible in 2 Corinthians where it talks about, Paul says, don't compare yourself to other people. Mm-hmm. If you should compare yourself to anybody, Compare yourself to God mm-hmm. because you know ain't nobody ever gonna get to that's that right. level. You that's know what right. I'm saying? We that's all right. we all striving, we that's all struggling. Right. You right. know, so I, I was gonna say this: <clears throat> when it comes to being patient in your profession, something I've noticed. I'm not saying that's true for all the young people out there, but I know I know a young cat. Right, uh, he started working in his profession as an engineer, mm-hmm. and they get starting salary, you know, fresh out of college, and but he knew what other engineer, like mm-hmm. 15, 20-year engineer were making, and he's not even making half of that. Mm-hmm. So as he's working this new job, yeah. this dude likes spending more time looking for those other opportunities that would pay him more. I'm like, bro, just just relax. You know, yeah. You're just starting. It's, a, it's an opportunity. But it's like, oh, I could be making so much more than that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, so... He, he, he's applying other places. Yeah. You know, he's not patient. Like, you got to be patient. Yeah. What you learn in college is good to get you through the door. That's right. But what but will not the... keep you in the job, you didn't learn it in college. That's I right. promise you that. That's right. You will learn it as you do the job, mm-hmm. as you try to get some mentors. You know, I have two mentors mm-hmm. in my life who are one – one was my uh, college professor. The other one's a pastor. Mm-hmm. You know, like, they can tell you what to do. That's right. You know, at a very young age, when I started uh, um, uh, back in Waterbury 15 years ago, right, I was offered an opportunity to go to Kentucky that mm-hmm. paid me, it was going to pay me like ten, fifteen thousand dollars $15,000 more mm-hmm. than what I was making. Part of me, like, that's good money. Mm-hmm. You know, I could take it. Both of my mentors, like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. You're going to be starting over. You just got to this position. I was, I was like, two, three years, yeah. right? And you need you need to learn more. That's right. You know, so I'm like, but no, just like, don't do it. Mm-hmm. The best you can do is go to your people, tell them, hey, here is an offer. Here's, a, here's what they are offering. Yeah. What do you guys think? I'm yeah. not thinking about taking the job, but I should let you know. Yeah. Which I did. They gave me a raise for like six grand. See, right? yeah, which, yeah, which was good, but yeah. it wasn't fifteen, right? Yeah, but it you was know, something. but yeah. you work your way. You got to be That's patient. Right. Not every opportunity that presents themselves in front of you, you need to say yes to. Mm-hmm. Sometimes yep. you just need to be patient where you are and That's wait right. it out, and God will reward you for that. Yeah, yeah. I was God thinking about this stuff. You for that. You're thinking about that same time too. Is like I love like because there's so many times too. You may be comparing. You may be in year 10 comparing yourself to somebody that's in year 20. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Or their circumstances are different. Like right now, my my investment profile is much different being kind of a single father. It's me and my daughter mm-hmm. compared to when me and a, and a house full of five people. It's different. Whereas I got to look out for everybody and kind of keep things conservative because I can't afford to fumble. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Whereas now... I'm pretty much good, and I can shoot my shots. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> what I'm saying, I'm, I'm going now. It's 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 a, my investment profile is much more aggressive now than it was before. Yeah. Because now I can sit back and realize once I got this certain level covered, and me and my daughter's covered, we're good. Mm-hmm. Oh, now I can shoot shots compared to before. You're looking at. 
paying for college for three people and all, you're doing all these things that's in your mind when you kind of managing an entire family when it's different. That's yeah. where I'm at. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's where you're at, you know what I mean? And now I would I will say this, I uh you you always prefer to have your family and you be married and have your kids kind of going off from there, but life don't always work out that way. Yeah, so now at, adapting to that situation is like, okay, well, Got me and my daughter, take care of my family at home. All my, you know, my mom and my cousins, everybody else getting everybody lined up. Like I said, but my investment profile is much different now. Yeah. And so realizing that is I can just do things a little bit differently and take my time and chill out and realize that, you know what, it's going to come. Everything is going to come. I can speed things up before, but it, it, it's different. And when you realize the options that you have and kind of going on from there, realize, you know what, this is a plan laid out in front of me. As long as I got to do is just take care of it and things are going to work out well, long as I don't get too, too antsy on stuff. So that's what I do. My, my whole season of this past whole year has been, like, you know what, just ride. Just yeah. sit in the lane, let things happen the way they're supposed to happen. Everything I'm working on now is a four or five month type process. Like, okay, we'll let it ride. Because yeah. now when you start seeing everything come together, you're like, okay, that's why I was sitting down. That's why I was sitting down is working like that. So watching Mike and the rest of them tray, I love it because it lets you know you're on the right path. You know what I'm saying? But you can't sit back and watch what they're doing every single day. I every now and then his stuff will come across my feed and we'll chat back. Why you doing, bro? I'm doing good. You know what I mean? But I don't want to stay in this stuff because so many times, like, yeah, Mike made 40K a day, but also Mike's doing something different. He's, yeah. he's, he trades very risky. Mike, I hit the button and just, because <laughs> if he loses it, it's okay. And I, I tell people all the time when it comes to trading and things of this nature, once you trade from a protected position, you are unstoppable. So let's say you have your house paid off and your car is paid off and everybody's college fund is fully done and you even put back your retirement money where you you know you're good. They call it being bulletproof. Once you know you're bulletproof and you could be in the wheelchair for the next 20 years of your life and be okay. That kind of stuff where you got over the video I watched one day where a guy had bought like 25 properties, got them all managed, everything taken care of. Something happened. He was in a coma for like a year. And his wife was like, no, nah, we're good, though, because he did the work. He got the house, everything put up, so the money was just coming in automatic. And then she was able to nurse him through his rehab and everything else. He talked about how the Lord brought him through. He says, man, some told me to get out there and go buy those houses everything else, and it was for a reason. Yeah. And my family was taken care of, and that allowed his wife to be by his side the whole time going through mm -hmm. rehab instead of having to work and everything else. Kids taken care of. She was able to get a nanny to help with the kids. And then do what they had to do going from there. So I realized for myself is that, you know, watching Mike and everybody else, I love that motivation because what it does for me, it shows me that everything is possible. You know I mean? So many times you sit back and realize, oh, man, I couldn't pull it. Yeah, you can because your buddy doesn't. If he can do it, I can too. It is figuring mm -hmm. out a system that works for me and able to do that and kind of rock and roll going from there. So I tell people all the time is that in life, if you sit back and realize that anything you want to attain in life you can do, especially if someone else has done it, then that lets you know you can do it too if it's in Lord's will for you. Mm -hmm. But all you have to do is figure out a system and put the work in, and you will eventually get there. Mm -hmm. So that's what I think about myself when it comes to having patience is that as long as I keep putting one foot in front of the other, I'm going to eventually get to where I need to be and kind of going on from there. So that's what I think about, man. So that's what I kind of want to talk about today was kind of how we can inspire people to be patient and realize that it's going to come. You know what I mean? And so many times too is that, People get all worked up behind everything, but realize, man, it's taking time. It's going to get there. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's um, it's a virtue, as I mentioned earlier. Mm -hmm. To recap, understand that 
it's not always about you being in control. Yeah. You know, sometimes you got to let go of certain things, you know, for God to do his thing. And also understand, hey, you know, sometimes being patient means wait it out. You, know? mm-hmm. you don't have to be active, you know. Mm-hmm. And I think there are two terms um, when we talk about that article earlier. Um, occupied times and unoccupied time. Mm-hmm. You know, like we like being busy. You know, yeah. sometimes you just got to chill. You don't yeah. have to be busy all the time, you know, yeah. and making sure that whatever it is you're doing, you're doing the right thing, you're planting the right seed in the right soil, you know, you're nurturing it and um, and know that you'll enjoy the fruit of your labor later, you know. And as a God-fearing man, I got to give God the credit, man, That's right. for where I am in life. And, and I've had to be patient for God to um, do what it is that he's been doing in my mm-hmm. life, you know. And um, I've made decisions as I said earlier, um, that story of Abraham mm-hmm. I talk about, you know, I sort of like live that story. Mm-hmm. You know, find myself being impatient with God, made the wrong decision, and it, it ended up being very bad for me. Yeah. That's my story, you know, and, and now um, even even after I mess up, God still has grace on me. That's right. You know? That's so, right. I'm I'm grateful. I'm grateful. And trust me when I say this, I'm still learning how to be patient. <laughs> I'm still learning all how are. to be patient. Yep, yep. Yeah. Yep, yep. Guys, this was the Five Fools of Podcast. Thank you so much for tuning in. This is our motivation money stuff we work on here. Kind of want to talk about patience, kind of give you guys some tips and just, just let you know we're in it with you as well. Kind of going on from there. But um, like I said before, if you're interested in learning how to do day trading and real estate, go to fivehostels.com. I got a course on there. Can I show you what you need to know from there? If you're watching this on YouTube, please subscribe. Send me some comments, some likes. Um, same thing with Apple and also Spotify as well. Give me some follows and kind of going on from there as well. But I want you to do three things for me. I want you to like this podcast, follow it, and share it with your friends. Go hustle.